brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, everyone. It's that time. What are you smelling there, buddy? It's sipping time. Oh, I thought it was chuggling time. Uh, um, welcome to another sud segment where good beer meets really bad radio. Good old boy Dave. Hi. Hey. Hey. Are we starting yet? When are we going to start? Little boy Sparky. Oh. Hi, welcome back. Good afternoon. Great to see you. Yes. Thanks for being here. I'm glad to be here. Yay. Good old boy Tim with his, he's going to have Tommy John sur- surgery soon. <laughs> no pitching injury. I'll be okay. Good old boy Tim here. Happy to be here. <laughs> and good old boy Kendall. It's always great to be here. Cheers, y'all. Yay. Tim's playing hurt today, guys. So Oh, we'll help you. We'll yeah, help I'll be, I mean, yeah, drink with my left hand. It'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. My God, you're a champion, man. I, I know, really. He's he's so ambidextrous eat something. Um, today's episode is a brewery takeover. We are going to sample some very interesting beers from Grim Artisanal Ales based out of Brooklyn, New York. Grim Artisan Ales is a Brooklyn-based nomadic brewery founded in 2013 by Joe and Lauren Grimm after nearly a decade of tinkering with fermentation. The couple develops each recipe in the kitchen of their Goannas apartment and travels to existing breweries near and far to craft their beers. Grimm specializes in concise, elegant ales, epitomizing the creative, experimental spirit of the American artisanal beer revolution. Each one is a single-batch, limited-edition release that may never come around again. Dedicated to sourcing the best ingredients, the Grimm's make their beer using locally produced honey, specialty heirloom grains and fruits, as well as the best hops and grain from New York, the West Coast, and Europe. By always bringing their creativity and ingenuity to the brewing process, they seek to push the boundaries of their beer styles in order to create beers with the utmost depth and complexity. Joe and Lauren have been experimenting with the near-magical transformative qualities of yeast since 2005 when they met as students and artists in Providence, Rhode Island. (laughs) (laughs) Initial experiments in their apartment with kitchen with mead, hard cider, kombucha, kvass, and ginger beer soon gave way to fascination with Belgian-style ales. As a musician on tour in Europe, Joe performed in Brussels, Belgium. It was there that he became transfixed by the complexity of Belgian ales. Soon after arriving back in the States, Joe and Lauren began tasting beers methodically. That's what I've been doing my entire life. In order to teach themselves about the subtle and distinctive qualities of malt, hops, and yeast that created the aromas and flavors of their favorite beers. Alongside their art and music practices, they eagerly researched techniques for beer making and started brewing five-gallon batches in their apartment to drink and give to their friends. As more and more people began to share their excitement for the homebrews that had, they had been making, the two began brewing beer on the sly for gallery events and music performances in Chicago, where they were in school studying sculpture. Jeez, these guys are like everything. I am lazy. I am lazy and have done one of 12 of these things. Uh, Brewing beer on the sly for gallery events and music performances in Chicago, where they were in school studying sculpture and sound art at the time. Alongside these pop-up bars, the Grimms operated a homebrew CSA to distribute beer to their friends, and also because they were bored and had nothing else to do because they're already doing 97 other things. Seriously, good God. (laughs) They had so much success that they began thinking about bringing their beer to a larger community. Once back at home on the East Coast, Joe and Lauren founded Grimm Artisan Ales. Wow. Artisanal ales. How do you top that? And provide You can't. Matter of fact, I'm going to go home and beat my children because they're already too lazy to achieve any of this stuff. I'm just going to wake them up in the middle of the night. Why are you beating me? Because you're lazy and you'll never do all this stuff. I'm sorry. Let's go make me some pottery now. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, go study sculpture and start a brewing company. Yes. Now. 
Because that's the natural progression of things. (laughs) Stop with that guff, smack. Okay, I don't hit my children. Much. Much. (laughs) Sack full of oranges. It's a thing. Look it up. (laughs) That's how Julie does me. No, no visible bruises. Right. Abuse is bad. She wants to keep Except for when I need it. She wants to keep me pretty. (laughs) You do have a pretty mouth. (laughs) <laughs> wow! And there you we know, are. That's the <laughs> nicest thing anyone said. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know how to top that. Uh, good boy, Tim. Help me here. Would you uh, please give us a lineup for today? Oh yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> love to. So today we're gonna have seven different beers from Grimm, and we'll be tasting the Blackberry Orange Pop, the BFF, best friends forever. Bees with a buzz. Future Perfect, Psychokinesis, Sugar Maker, and Sumi Zest. Sumi. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by Carl's House of Tires. We go round and round and round to find you everything that you don't need. Okay. Um, thank you, Tim. Thanks, Carl. Go to Black Kendall. Why don't you read the Suds ratings for us today? We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, A body should really not make that sound. And five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Man, I like Boyd Kendall. I know. He does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's it's like he's done radio before. uh, Just a bit. It's like he's he's made all these body sounds himself and understands them. Probably. Probably. All right. It's about empathy with your audience and knowing what, you know, feeling it. Feeling it. Yeah. We all felt it, buddy. (laughs) All right. On to the beer. Good old boy, Dave. Start us off. Uh, The first beer we're going to talk about is Blackberry Orange. Wow, that hurt. Uh, It is a dessert Berliner Weiss with blackberries, orange zest, Vanilla and milk sugar, aka lactose. Uh, you gotta squeeze a lot of cows to get that much milk sugar up. Uh, it's ABV is four percent. The acidity, acidity is medium to medium high, and the color is purple. It is a purple drink. It's the thotest. So, uh, this beer is purple. Um, I like the fact that they say it's a dessert Berliner because they have added back in some sweetness to it. So, it's like how you would get a a, um, a traditional Berliner Weiss where they add the syrup to it, you know. Um, and so, it, it cuts the acidity a little bit. And I think the lactose really adds back in a little body to this beer so usually they're very thin and everything but this one um it 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 uh it, it's kind of more rounded out and a, a little more full-bodied uh i think it's a very good beer um you know a little bit is that it it's trying to decide what it wants to be um it's because it's kind of sour but it's kind of not it's kind of sweet and it's kind of not it's kind of low abv but um i think all in all this is a pretty good beer this is a Good beer, like if you were, you know, going to have dessert and um, you wanted a Berliner Weiss with blackberries and oranges, <laughs> then Common. I would definitely go for this beer. So I'm going to give it a three. Go to Blake Sparky. What did you think of this beer? Um, yeah, I, I think it does have a, uh, a an identity crisis. Um, that's kind of where I was I was thinking about too because I love Berliner Weiss. It's one of my favorite styles. And uh, I don't really like Woodruff syrup, though. I'm not a huge fan of that. Sorry. But uh, I think I would almost take Woodruff syrup over this. It just, uh, it was kind of a, 
a little disappointing to me, a little bit of a uh, hodgepodge of, hey, what if we did this? And sometimes that doesn't always work. And I'm going to have to give this sucker a two. Good old boy, Tim. What did you think of this beer? Yeah, well, Sparky took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I think it's having, I don't know if I'd call it an identity crisis, but it's not quite sure what it wants to do. And it reminds me of these two people I know, Joe and Lauren Grimm. They're (laughs) sculptors, they're musical artists, and they make beer at home. And this wants to be a Berliner, it wants to be a sweet beer, it wants to be blackberry, it wants to be orange, but they didn't all get on the same page, unfortunately. I don't really enjoy the lactose flavor and the orange flavor. When I have like orange flavored chocolate, it has this, makes the orange taste just kind of strange and for whatever reason, I get that same orange flavor from this. I mean, it's not a that terrible beer. E to the Z, disgusting. Yeah, it's just not not, <laughs> not my jam. So uh, I settled on a, a three for this beer. Could have liked Kendall. What did you think of this beer? I think I'm going to go the other direction. I enjoyed this beer quite a bit. Uh, nice aromas of you know that crisp berry and citrus up front. It's so smooth and creamy. It's got a great rich mouthfeel, which you don't get for a Berliner Weiss. I quit trying to think of it as a Berliner and, and just think about it as I think I could drink more of this beer. I love what uh, kind of that creamsicle from the orange and the lactose working together. Uh, it's it's kind of adding a little berry flavor into a cream sickle, and and I dug that. So it was it was enjoyable for me. I gave it a four. I was confused. I tried to like it. I couldn't. I I I just couldn't. The lactose got in the way. I know that lactose is a thing that people are trying to do lately. Like it's a trend where you put lactose into things that would otherwise not have lactose, but. It just didn't work for me, and the blackberries and the oranges were competing in a weird sort of way. I gave it a three. And we'll be back right after this. Rolling clouds and crashing surf Iridescent dunes reflecting By the light of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left To the right Keep your eyes on the road My darling Wondering if we're only Passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Welcome back, everyone. We are in the midst of a brewery takeover with Grim Artisanal Ales. And up next oh, is... Oh, 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 boy. What was that? Oh, you have... Didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what we saw. <laughs> I was waiting for Frankenstein to come out or something. Um, thank you, Dave, I think. Shout out for all the Harry Potter fans out there. Gotcha. Okay. Now I, yeah, okay. Um, and on this reality, <laughs> good old boy Sparky, what beer would you like to talk about? Um, I think I wanted to talk about the Sugar Maker. Which makes me think of sugar water, which is right up there. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. On, on Sugar Maker, um, so it's an Imperial Milk Stout, and um, gosh, it sure tastes like one an awful lot. Um, you get some nice, uh, of course, there's, there's just uh, lactose abounds in that. Uh, uh, really get a ton of that. Uh, almost a uh, nice little smokiness at the beginning, which kind of mellows out to some chocolate and then almost like a, uh, uh, a coffee at the end. Um, you know, just, I think, classic for the style. Not too boozy. Uh, did, did any of you guys catch the ABV on this Some Gun? 11 and a half. Well, there you go. I would not have known that. And now I can't feel my back molars, <laughs> which means it's working. That'll put you down. 
Yeah, no, this does the job, man. I'm a, I'm a, I've got a terrible sweet tooth, and and this this totally does what I need it to. But uh, yeah, I'd have to give it a, a four. I thought it was uh, quite excellent. Good boy, Tim. What'd you think? I get a lot of coffee on this immediately, and and some some dark malt, dark grain, <clears throat> dark dark chocolate almost. Um, the the booziness it's it's a little hidden for eleven and a half. I mean, you know it's there, but eleven and a half is pretty high for a beer, and it's it doesn't quite just smack you in the face. You know, it's only eight and nine, a low low alcohol flavor. But the the issue I had with the beer is the it's a little too astringent for me. The dark mm-hmm. grains are a little kind of cloying at the end, and uh, I think maybe try some some darker grains that don't give it as much bitterness that would be my only issue. So I give this one a three. Go to Black Candle. What'd you think? It's an interesting beer. I picked up a lot of chocolate and kind of coffee in the nose of it. It the description says it has maple uh, syrup. I didn't get a lot of maple, None but of I that. think that's coming through. And kind of there's a really rich sweetness in the middle of this beer. Mm. And I think besides the lactose, that that maple syrup is giving it some of that sweetness too. And it, you know, you don't know what kind of maple syrup they used. If it wasn't one that was like overly mapley, you're just you're just getting the sugars. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really rich beer. There's that nice bitterness on the end. Tim's I think said astringency. It's yeah, like coffee. It's like the bitterness from hops. It's like bitterness from a very roasted coffee that you're going to get off of this. Overall, it, it is a nice, uh, nice rich beer. Be a good dessert beer for sipping if you have a sweet tooth like Sparky does. And uh, I enjoyed it. It's a but it's a three for me. You know me, I love stouts. I love super stouts. Um, the 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 feel the mouthfeel on this was like spot on. I, I was really impressed by that. But the flavors were just a little odd to me, if that makes any sense. Um, I mean, it was super sweet, but it just didn't seem as balanced as I was hoping that it would be. Um, otherwise, I mean, it was okay. I gave it a three. This kind of tasted like uh, a cold brew coffee with just a little bit of sugar in it to me because it's like it's sweet at f- first, but then you get the full uh, roastiness and uh, bitterness of the coffee. Down the line, it kind of sticks. The The bitterness is kind of what sticks with you after you've taken it. Um, but I, I think I like, and then later on as I'm, you know, playing around with my aftertaste, which I often do. Um, Not for in, children. In my alone time. <laughs> um, because it is my aftertaste. So uh, I, I, I get the roastiness kind of comes back out and it kind of lingers there for a while. So I really actually like this beer a lot. Um, I give this a four. Well, cool. (laughs) And there's that. Um, Good old boy, Tim, what beer would you like to talk about? I'm going to go back to the Berliner style so we can go from a dessert Berliner to an 11.5% stout (laughs) back to a 4% Berliner. Because that's how you roll. That's how we be. (laughs) Don't judge. That's how the suds roll. (laughs) And so, yeah, the beer is called Future Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so this Berliner is a little different. It's not a dessert. It's just a normal Berliner with blueberries, blackberries, and oak. So it's uh, 4% ABV. The acidity is medium. And the tasting notes say that the SRM, the color, is a dirty Sprite. I don't know what that I is. Don't what are they being put in there? Dirty um, Sprite? Maybe like Bloody Sprite. Yeah. Is what it looks like. yeah. You probably yeah. can't put hey, that on a label, though. I've seen Dirty Sprite. This is not Dirty Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it depends on what Sporky's forest you're had at. a lot of dirt in a Sprite. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, where it's I grew another up, episode. Dirty Sprite was a different thing. Didn't dirty Sprite <laughs> Coke? It might be. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know. Or isn't it? I think it's a Sprite that, that you put a cigarette butt into for a while and, and then, then somebody drinks it. Yeah. I've done that. It's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get any of those flavors, thankfully, in this beer. No cigarette butt? No. If so, it was definitely filtered. Okay. <laughs> so it's I, I enjoyed this beer a good bit. It's um, It's very light. It's very fruity. It's very berry-like with 
blueberries and blackberries, obviously. Um, the oak aging kind of adds an interesting flavor. It's not too heavy, but the blueberry and blackberry and oak mixed together, it, I don't know, it's really strange. It's in a nice way. Um, this is just a really crisp, refreshing beer that you could take down a whole 22-ounce bottle by yourself and not really think too much about it. So I give this a rating of four. <laughs> Good old boy, Kendall, what do you think of this beer? I think it's a very enjoyable beer. Boy, it's perfect beer for a summertime day. It's really crisp. It's really it's got a nice bright tartness to it. Beautiful fruit flavors. Uh, I think the only thing I didn't necessarily dig about this was kind of the that tannic uh, astringency I'm getting off the oak. I, I think they could have left this off the oak, just left it in stainless, and this would have been a beautiful, bright, clean beer. I think that oak, uh, kind of that oak tannins, really really do weird things with the fruit. So uh, it's good beer. I could drink more of it. I'd like it off of oak, but uh, I'll give it a three. So I'm a fan of oak and wood and things that are barreled to begin with. So I kind of dug this. I she thought it was... wood. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be said. said. I'm you sorry. Said <laughs> Well, and it's on a recording. I yeah. It's official, actually. Yeah, it's, a, right. it's official. Yes, thank you, thank you very much. As I turn five shades of purple, um, just like the dirty sprite. Beer. Yeah, just like the dirty sprite. She's all, she's all dirty. SRM sprite. Yes. <laughs> it's an SRM of embarrassed good good old gal Juliana. Yes, yeah. that's me. Nice. That's what this will be from now on. Um, no, I really dug it because I mean, as much as I love Berliners and. God, today is like a perfect day for a Berliner Weiss, to be honest with you. It has electrolytes. It's it what does. plants crave. Yeah. Antioxidants. Exactly. Um, but I kind of like what the oak did to it. I mean, yeah, it gave it this extra level of tartness, for lack of a better word. And I mean, maybe just some of it is astringent, but um, I really enjoyed it and I gave it a four. And um, good boy, Dave, what'd you think of this beer? I like this one uh, b uh, better than the other Berliner. I, I feel like if maybe they had left the lactose out of the other one, um, it, it would have been a better beer maybe. But I think this one kind of gives you an indication of what that one would have been more like. Um, it's more of like a true Berliner Weiss, so you kind of know what you're getting when you drink it. And I, um, I thought it was very enjoyable. I gave this a four. Good boy, Sparky. What'd you think of this beer? I I am a huge fan of Berliner Weiss, uh, and as a rule, and, and I love kind of think I kind of skewed a little bit more towards where Kendall was. I love the fruits. I love fruited. Um, but yeah, I think the oak turned me off, and I like wood actually too. But <laughs> but I'm just not funny, used to uh, funny queer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think I think the uh, I think it was the turnoff in this particular style. Um, so Jason's yeah, turnoffs include wood, <laughs> wood <laughs> and Berliner Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I think overall I'd have to give it a three. Noish. Yes, good old boy Kendall. What beer did you want to talk about? I want to talk about the psychokinesis. It's a Beautiful tropical uh, beer with mango, passion fruit, pineapple. It's light, it's crisp, and the dry hopping on this adds so many of those beautiful uh, tropical fruit flavors you expect. It's five percent, um, very light beer, almost you know, kind of like a pilsner, like a, a yellowish color. Uh, the description is a hazy golden wild farmhouse ale, dry hopped with mosaic, Eldorado, and Giralo. Am I saying that right? I don't know. You did Out now. Giralo. Yeah. Yep. You know, Yarlo. if that was wrong before, it's right now. It's I actually just, Juggalo Hops. It's one of Juggalo Hops. Yes. Makes sense. Thing. Yeah. Uh, beautifully balanced acidity, glowing hop aromas, redolent of guava, watermelon candy, pineapple, and ripe mango. Watermelon candy. It's kind of a little bit of that Jolly Rancher that. watermelon going on yeah. there. I can see that. It, all, yeah. it goes on to say it's conditioned in oak for a light tannin structure. Don't age this beer. Drink ASAP. And wow. It's a great beer. Yeah. See, I think I think the aging on this is nice. It, it, I think it plays well with the bitterness, the little bit of light bitterness you're getting from those hops, and it yeah. has just super bright tropical 
flavors works so well in this. A lot of things going on in this beer, but yet it can be a simple beer that's just easy to drink and enjoyable. Uh, love it. This is a five for me. This one is like the standard for me. Um, I mean, in terms of grim, I've had this so many times. This is the one that like, I always go back to. And um, just like what Kendall said, it is like a tropical fruit assault, but in a good way. It's so light and so delicate, but you're tasting so many. It It's neat because as it plays on the tongue, you're, you're getting a different fruit each time. It's not just this assault all at once. It sort of um, eases into these different fruits. It's kind of like being at Willy Wonka's, right? Like... You know, berries taste like everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, yeah. Or is that what Violet had? You know, like how Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Right. Yeah. She yeah. had the gum that was yeah, the entire she, meal. Yeah, that was a meal, and it went from one thing to another. Maybe it's the lickable wallpaper. No. Who ever heard of a snozberry? <laughs> but anyways, what I mean is, is is that it goes, it transitions from one fruit to another in your mouth. It's like, it's so cool that way. But it's so light and it's so otherwise clean and very quaffable. And, um, you know, this is kind of like a, a bourgeois form of a lawnmower beer, but I'll take it and drink it anytime. I gave it a four. Uh, uh, uh. Bourgeois lawnmower beer. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever said that on the show, and I agree. Yeah, I was so, just thinking of uh, transitioning from one fruit to another in my mouth sounded like a bad weekend in college I had once, but that was <laughs> that, long was, time that ago. was something else. A long time ago, like that time Sparky partied with the village people. But, well, uh, still got to keep the vest. I'm proud of that, and the headdress, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Great Lost for Hawks games. Okay. <laughs> uh, good old boy Dave. What is happening? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Not funny, haha, ha, funny queer. <laughs> I think that's going to be your intro. So, <laughs> Aim to please. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, psycho bougie lawn lawnmower beer. Yeah, this, so lawnmower. this would be the beer you drink while watching your servants mow your yard. Is that <laughs> totally that be? Yeah. exactly? Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> that's what it. That's what it nice. tastes like. That's what I was going for. There you go. Uh, I think this beer is phenomenal. This to me, this is by far the the best beer in the flight. Um, just the the overall tropical flavors. It's it's very refreshing, super crushable. Um, I wish we had a, you know, a half barrel of it so we could just sit around and for research. Yes, uh, more research. Very needed. methodical, very thorough research. Uh, I absolutely love this beer, and I gave this a five. Good old boy, Sparky. What'd you think of this beer? I think when I tried it at first, it was uh, quite a bit colder than it was uh, a little bit later on. And when it was colder, I was getting uh, a lot more of uh, the malt side of it. Um, but as it warmed up, uh, you know, I mean, just just delightful, not too tart, just like the perfect balance of tart. What you're looking for when your servants are mowing your lawn. I mean, what's, <laughs> that's what you need right then. Um, nice long tail, very clean finish. Um and again, I totally, I can't remember who said that it was like a, you know, it just seemed like you were picking up a different tropical flavor every single time. Absolutely. Um, I, I love this and uh, I'm afraid of what would happen if I had a uh, constant supply of this. I'm afraid of that half barrel, but I'm willing to take that challenge <laughs> for science. Um, but I'd have to get a four. Uh, wonderful beer. So is it kind of like if you crammed a whole roll of uh, tropical lifesavers in your mouth at once and you were like. Kind of shuffling them around with booze, yes, yes, yeah. without yeah. With course, a yes. swig of vodka yeah. or something, yeah. yes, correct. Yeah. Which we'll do after the show. Yeah, that's the uh, next show. Actually, we'll do a side by side. Yeah, see if it holds up. Go boy, Tim. What did you think of this beer? Not much that hasn't already been said already. I mean, it it was impressive the way that you would taste each fruit, like Julian Sparky said. I mean. It's not that the different fruit flavors kind of got jumbled together. You could just pick them out and you'd have it once. And I thought there's some citrus and grapefruit or lemon. And then you taste guava, you taste mango. It's 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 an impressive beer. And to do it in 
in, you know, this just by, I guess, dry hopping a sour ale. I don't really get any wildness from the farmhouse base or anything like that. Um, but, and then again, to talk about the fruit candies and stuff, I don't get sweetness either, which I wouldn't want. And so it was an excellent beer for me. I gave it a five. Cool. Well, the beer that I'm going to talk about is Bees with a Buzz. Um, yes, this is a beer de mille aged in brandy barrels. Um, it's not just a beer, it's a meal. It is. And the interesting thing about this is that it is only 8%. Um, <laughs> How many times do you say that? Wow, this is only, only 8%. percent. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah, it's nice and light. Yeah. Well, I was afraid it was going to get me drunk, you know? Well, no. In the scheme of things, it is. It, it is like I, because I'm getting a lot of booze, but mm-hmm. I'm getting a really, really nice um, honey overlay on the tongue. I know that sounds weird, but that's exactly what it is. Save that talk for later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I woo my went my men. Um, the, hun- anyway. the honey overlay is hard to resist. <laughs> oh Um, man yeah but anyways that tied in with the rum barrel i thought this was like such a cool balance of flavors um yeah it is a little boozy but other than that i think the rum blends really well with um this style beer and and again with the honey i think it was like just a really great idea and something outside of the box because I never would have thought of putting a, a beer de mill with like in a brandy barrel. And it's not like brandy barrels are very easy to come by for brewers either for that matter. Um, I gave this a four and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> we'll be right back after this it's brief not just interlude. The destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right. Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are in the midst of a grim artisanal ale takeover. And we are talking about bees with buzz, with a buzz. Good old boy, Dave, what is your take on this beer? Well, first off, I don't know if any of you have ever seen a drunk bee. Um, It's not a pretty sight. They keep bumping into things and... Kind of like know, people showing, flashing their stinger at everyone. It's just—it's really again, uh, kind of like people. It is. Yeah, so it happens one really time, and cool. you never drop yeah. it. Yeah. Always bring it up. Anyways, <laughs> um, so Julie and I had had a bottle, another bottle of Bees with a Buzz the other night, and um, when we drank it, it was it was still pretty cold, and um, the flavors just really seemed kind of out of balance. Um, the the honey was really strong in it and um and i don't know it was it just didn't seem like it was playing well with the rum and everything um but today and by virtue of us talking about other beers first our samples have kind of warmed up and everything um over time today and it really opened up a lot and it it just feels like as this beer kind of warmed up closer to room temperature the the honey and the rum and all those different flavors have really started to mesh and you see that a lot and we talk about it a lot on the show is that depending on when we you know when we first taste the beers and when we're doing our notes and stuff when they're still a little cold 
then you may write one one thing about it, but then by the time we get around to discussing it and you take another sip of it, you're like, holy crap, this is almost a completely different beer, and it could be good, it could be bad. I think in this instance, it's a really great thing, and this beer is a really uh, delicious beer, and I'm glad we got to have a second shot at it and, uh, and try it again in this context. So I'm giving it a uh, five. Cuddle boy Sparky, what'd you think of this beer? Uh, echo a lot of things that you guys have already said. Again, uh, you know, when it was much colder, completely different um, flavor profile. I really didn't get the uh, uh, brandy quite as much. And I'll just go on the record. I'm a brandy slut. I love sidecars and brandy crustas. And I mean, pretty much any cocktail with uh, brandy, calvados, all that stuff. I love it. Um, but as again, as it has warmed up, um, there's just a delightful, you know, brandy uh, all over the place, um, which is just very nice. Um, not too sweet, although, I mean, there's definitely quite a bit of sugar to it. But yeah, just just a wonderful pairing, and um, I'm I'm definitely gonna give that a four. Wonderful beer. Brandy slut. Wow. Yeah, brandy. You're a lot of different kinds of slut, though. Well, I'm a man whore. That's true. That's kind of how I be. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, what kind of slut are you? Well, yeah, I'll be I'll be a brandy slut for this beer. I'll be a bee slut as well. I enjoyed this one a lot. It. Like everyone said, it warmed up and it warmed up well. I don't know if that has to do with the spirit character of it or what. And I'm not sure the sweetness really comes from the honey as much as the the brandy anyways. Um, so it's weird having honey beers. They can go sweeter. They can go dry. And you don't really know. But this one, on my tasting notes, I had sweetness and I had honey. And that's pretty obvious. But that's what it is. And it's But they're different things, if that makes sense. So... I gave this a suds rating of four. Good old boy Kendall, what'd you think of this beer? Well, I didn't know anything about this beer, so when you guys start telling me it's got honey in it, that, that was a huge surprise. The the I had no idea what bees with a buzz means, so mm. I just I didn't make the connection. You know, bees. <laughs> he just thought it was a clever name. Aww, just a great name, Kendall. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, He's special, folks. You know what it I liked about this beer is, uh, you know how you know when you put honey in a beer, many times it doesn't add the sweetness that people think you're going to get because the yeast just go crazy, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. on that sugar, look. yeah. And so what you end up with is a beer with a very dry finish. I didn't think this was super dry; it's kind of semi-dry, yeah. But I love that crisp finish you got out of it. There was kind of that hint of sweetness through the middle, and then it just kind of dries out. Smooth and clean, very enjoyable. I echo what all of you will say. It's a four. Cool. Fantastic. Um, good old boy Tim, there's another beer that you wanted to talk about. I did. I wanted to talk about Best Friends Forever. Aww. Also known as BFF, if you look back in also your known as Sparky. middle school Just friends, yearbooks. Nothing but friends. Love you like a sister. <laughs> Lilas. <laughs> Hags have a great summer. That's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, nice. great. Middle school is the best time ever. <laughs> so this beer, uh, I, I don't know. I'm a little confused actually. Is this a triple IPA or is it a tripel IPA? Ooh. The way it's spelled, I was thinking it's a tripel. That was my thought too. And the way it I tastes, think you both be. I think you both be tripping. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Burn. I'll show myself out now. <laughs> oh, that's no way to talk to your BFF. It's true. He's a triple, Formerly. triple slut. Yeah, Ooh. that's true. <laughs> or a tripel slut. What? <laughs> so this beer is a collaboration that was made at Beltway Brewing in Virginia. I guess, I don't know if you'd call most of their beers collaborations or gypsy brewing or what. I'm not sure at what point. They're, they're gypsy brewers. I think they're building a location. Okay. But this um, one was a collaboration? I guess because they put the other brewery's name on it. <laughs> they gave them some sort of input. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they paid for half the grain. I don't know. Well, it's called Best Friends Forever, so yeah. you think. Unless Joe and Lauren are referring to themselves, which could be true. 
Maybe. I don't know. It's so a, a good marriage. They've sculpted a great relationship. So this this beer was made. It's a 9% ABV. Oh, I didn't get that one at first. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. There you go. The best, <laughs> the best jokes are the ones that aren't really funny at first. You're like, they I'm, grow on you. And you're like, yeah, it's still not that funny. But yeah. it's clever. I'll just laugh because I'm at his house. So... There's that. You did give us pizza, bro. That's right. It's huge. Yeah. And beer. <laughs> so the the crazy thing, I mean, this beer, there's just tons of hops in it. It says it used Falconer's Flight and Centennial hops. And I mean, you just get a hop bomb. And even at 9% with a lot of malt and alcohol there, the hops just come through really strongly, I thought. And it, it has a note that they use the Orval yeast strain, which I guess is the Trapel influence in this. Um, overall, I mean, this beer, it's a unique style. Like you, you, I couldn't taste too much of the Belgian character, but again, hops tend to take things over a little bit and trying to find my son's rating here. It's, this one was kind of in between two things, but I ended up giving it a four. So, uh, so it was like a three point eight, maybe. And yeah, then decided to round it up, and then bit. just the rest of the belch came out, and it was a four like, full ah. belches. Yeah, it it could it has a little yes. the the one Belgian flavor I'll get is kind of like a residual sweetness, maybe. Um, and without that, it might have pushed to a five, but um, mm. it, so it was close. an interesting crossover between Trapel and IPA. Mm. Good old boy, Kendall. Yeah. I love this beer. Uh, what an interesting mashup. You take basically, you know, a Belgian triple and, you know, hop the heck out of it with those great uh, big hops. You know, it, it has a nice bitterness and almost a piney resiny character to it. It's two different flavors that usually don't go together in beer, but I like what they did with this like one. Like a peanut butter cup, Reese's peanut butter cup, two great flavors. <laughs> That's a good marketing campaign. Wow. Yeah. I should write them about that. I should just let that go. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Kim. Oh, that's a good so, point. Two great flavors that you don't think of. Yeah. But I love I love what those big, bitter, bold hops do with this kind of what... It, it's interesting. The description says they use the clean Orval yeast strain. So I, there's definitely no bread <laughs> yeah. in here, but whatever, uh, you know, Saccharomyces... No that, dirty that Sprite or, here. Orval is using on the front for me, uh, you know, the primary fermentation... Wow, I, I liked it. A lot going on here. Very interesting mashup. It's a four. Uh, I get more more Belgian flavor as it warms up as well. Yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Juliana. I love this beer. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for making this beer. First of all, I'm a fan of Falconer's Flight, and there's never enough Falconer's Flight in the world in terms of beers with that hop. Just saying that. Besides that, the combination of that and Centennial I thought was really beautiful against um, the grain bill on this. But having that yeast strain, and Orvel is a classic that I think a lot of people forget about because there's all these like, I'm going to say it again, bourgeois kind of <laughs> beers out there. And Orvel is like old school, you know, classy. I, I'll never forget. <laughs> I just drank one on my front porch last night. Bam. I know. I know. Always, I saw you I went on tap. Always have an Orville in the fridge. Yeah, but people do overlook. It's like, oh, been there, done that. I can right. always get it. And, it exactly, but, but they shouldn't. You know, no, I don't think I don't shouldn't. think people say been there, done that. I mean, I think unfortunately the way the beer industry is nowadays, you just uh, want to try the new. You thing. want to try the new yeah. sexy thing and those like beautiful Trappist and you know classic traditional ales. I mean, people overlook them all the time, and and uh, I mean, I hate that. Um, I'm and German beers too. I mean, just yeah. those classic styles. They're sure. delightful, but it's you know what fruited crazy thing is out next yeah. week you know I mean, yeah. you know with all the you know the bud light lime Marita and all that stuff nobody's really drinking the regular <laughs> bud light anymore yeah you got to try no, the new one strawberry what's going on with that rhubarb arita oh. or the diabetes arita oh, wait the yeah. diabetes arita is that a yeah thing <laughs> something the beet arita beet arita whoa Barata Rita. Okay. Please leave Rita out of this. Okay. She's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, she has. Um, so back to the BFF. Thank you guys for brewing this beer. <laughs> Is that um, what we were talking about? Yes, we were. And then it got, it went sideways. It um, yes, fast. it got all readed very fast. Um, I just love the combination of the yeast strain 
with this style and I, there was there was love that went into this beer to make this beer because oh, this yeah. is this is something special and something different but in a very kind of old schooly kind of way if that makes any sense so I'm a huge fan and I could drink this puppy all day and I've given it a five <laughs> pregnant pause so um yeah so i it was a very hoppy beer um and and i i did get like a really uh good belgian flavor from the uh from the yeast as it warmed up more and more and i i thought it played played out really well not really like a belgian ipa or anything like that but uh anyways yeah i thought it was great give it a four bye Good old boy Sparky, what'd you think of this beer? Uh, man, a lot has been said about this beer. Um, I thought that the uh, yeast esters gave you know a lot of nice fruity notes. Uh, the hops paired very well with that, and again, it it absolutely changed as it warmed up. But a uh, delightful beer. I'd have to give it a three overall. Okay, one last beer. Good old boy Kendall. Okay, our last beer is the Zumi Zest, an imperial stout with vanilla and orange zest. It weighs in at a huge 11.5%. Description is the Sumi base is back, this time in a non-barrel-aged treatment. The same luscious, chocolatey richness, richness, say that three times, but with an orange zest aroma inspired by the classic chocolate orange ball. This is a decadent dessert stout for chilly winter nights. (laughs) He said ball. I know. (laughs) I'm such a child. I... I think this is a luscious beer. I, I really enjoy the flavors here, but I don't get the orange. So None much. of it, it, man. It doesn't. Not a whit. I don't. That, not when it was cold. Only, not when it was warm. That's the only one of those flavors I don't get. Really. Not a bit. Yeah, if it's there, it's really faint. I want to get it because I love those chocolate orange balls. My mom puts in my like Christmas stockings. The shorty, but, whoa, whoa, balls. whoa, whoa! Your mom puts balls overshare. <laughs> that's over the only, share. only way I get them in my stocking every year. <laughs> That's so sweet. But yeah, I, I, I like this beer, but I, I don't know. It, it feels like it could use a lot more orange zest if that's what they're going for. So uh, it's an imperial stout. It's a it's a four. As a orange imperial stout, it's a three. Wait, what? He doesn't know what number to go with. <laughs> it's a seven. Um, yeah, it, Kendall, you, you nailed it. Um in terms of the stout qualities of this, this beer is spot on. Yummy, 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 spot on. Um, I mean, and great flipping mouthfeel on this puppy too. But in terms of the orange zest, it's I, if it was there, it dissipated. I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of orange zest they put into this. You know what I mean? Whether they just sort of sprinkled on top and forgot about it. Maybe it's it like that cool guy that does the salt sprinkle thing. I mean, I'm yeah, exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Zest. Flare, but what? right. No, no substance. No. So my wife says about me. <laughs> There's a guy who does a. There's an interwebs <laughs> guy who's like all about like putting yeah. salt on stuff. Bam. But he goes, Bam. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it the guy that makes the salt like rain down on stuff? Yes. The okay. Asian guy? No. The chef? Oh, it's a He's a guy, guy, though. Definitely a guy. Huh. Yeah. Close. Well, anyways. Um, there are several different techniques for salting. There is. Assault? Several. Yes. yes. It, and salting. Um, yes, both of yes. those. Yes. can be um, aggravated. It's true. It's true. Armed. <laughs> with a deadly weapon. I gave this a three. What were you talking about? This oh, bear. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Good old boy, Dave. What'd yeah, you think of this I liked it a lot. Uh, big flavors, <laughs> and I gave it a three. And good old boy, Sparky. I, <laughs> well, just say a number, Sparky. Now you know the rest of the story. It was uh, sugar, no oranges, and a three. <laughs> good old boy, Tim. Where are the oranges, though? <laughs> I gave it a three. 
Well, that quickly concludes our episode for the day. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love your feedback, and if you have any ideas on what would make a good show, we'd love to hear them. Please reach us online at info at sipsudsmokes.com. And you can find our daily tasting notes, which flow out on Twitter every day, at sipsudsmoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about your blog? My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Look for us also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, I just want to thank all of our great peeps for being here today. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, I really did not hate it. Good for you. Good old boy, Sparky. Hooray for fruity uh, things in your mouth. (laughs) Good old boy, Tim. Despite the lack of orange, these beers were great. Joe and Lauren, keep experimenting. And good old boy Kendall. Yeah, great stuff from Grimm. Loved it all. Cheers, y'all. Well, this is good old gal Juliana. Grimm, we love you and your craziness in beer making. And uh, everyone else, keep on chuggling, and we'll see you next time. production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.